coming at you. Hey now, it's the weekend. It's payday. It's time to grab a beer. It's Brewing Company. Roll the open. Today I was thinking, I'm either in the mood for a beer or standing in traffic. How'd the game go for me last night? I almost died. I was praying prayers I've never prayed before. She actually blind? Not blind, but she can't see. Is anyone else aroused or is that just me? Welcome in everybody and welcome back to the 55th episode of Brewing Company. I am your host, Matt Brubaker, and this is the last episode of season two, the last episode of 2023. And before we get started today, I do want to wish everyone that is listening not only and hope that you had a Merry Christmas, but also I wish you a Happy New Year in the things to come here for 2024. If you listen to and have been a part of the company for a while, you remember the format of this show last year was really just a celebration of the year. And as we kind of counted down some of the best moments of the podcast season. I will do that again here this year, but in a different way, as I don't want to celebrate really me. I want to celebrate and, in a weird way, maybe thank everyone that came on the show this year, but also highlight a few of the co-hosts and their years. So last year, it was maybe a little bit selfish and celebrating me and the show. This year, I want to celebrate What sounds like 2023 was a great year for a lot of people that came on the show, and I just want to highlight that, but then also play a clip from the times that they were on the show. So that's how it'll go here towards the end of the episode. This will be a lot shorter. One, because I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas this year. It's been like a six or seven year stretch. Uh, But what I did get from the big guy was a head cold. So Santa and I are not on speaking terms at the moment, and we're going to have a heart-to-heart here in a couple of weeks. But it won't be as long because I I think I sound like Snuffleupagus, and I just don't want to make you guys have to hear me for any longer period of time than you should. But what I want to do first is I want to start with some humor and kind of recap 2023 and the year of Ohio according to the BMV. So I saw a headline maybe like a week and a half ago, that said Ohio rejected 777 license plates in 2023, which is fascinating. But then when you think of the fact that I think 2023 was actually a down year for creative Ohio drivers, it says here from January the 1st of 2023 to December the 8th, the BMV rejected 777 applicants. However, The report also included 30 rejections from December of 2022, bringing the total number for a calendar 365-day year to 807. 807. So you guys are getting pretty creative, but you're also getting rejected at, at at a rate that's almost worse than me in my dating life. But it says here, in 2023, the numbers haven't surpassed the 827 plates that were rejected in 2021. So you can look at it one of two ways. One, Ohio is becoming, from a BMV standpoint, a little bit more accepting or maybe lenient, but also maybe the fact that Ohio, maybe we're just becoming a little less inappropriate. I would say both are false. 
I want to go through some of the ones that have been rejected from a newly rejected list this year as people out there were trying to get creative and it just wasn't allowed to be pushed through. So the first one we see here is Kia Boys, because apparently, I guess all around the country, Kias and Hyundais, their cars just apparently lack security features. So a lot of people were trying to pass those off. But Kia Boys was one that was rejected here in 2023. Another one not really as uncommon or surprising, a lot more Joe Biden license plates. One that is showed on the article here from NBC4.com says JB blows. I would, <laughs> I would tend to think that there were a lot of those similar uh, that were rejected. It says here applications for Ohio license plates with negative comments aimed at Joe Biden soared in 2021 with at least 48 rejected. In 2022, similar messages were also rejected. Surpassing the previous year, 56 relating to Joe Biden were rejected. Now, if we can only reject the president in 2024. Others outside of J.B. Blows, F.K.J. Biden. <laughs> Another one, Let's Go B. That also basically is a little bit more intended to the Let's Go Brandon chance. But we all kind of get the point. Joe Biden, not popular around the country and not popular among the DMV rejections. Another political message that was rejected was FBD Light, which goes back to the Bud Light uh, issues that they had with marketing. Hopefully they'll figure things out in 2024. Other categories that were rejected. The license plates also included the following messages. 120 references to body parts were rejected. I can only imagine those. Uh, 22 were racially uh, driven, which that's just uncalled for. And 75 references to sex acts were rejected here in 2023. So I wished everyone a happy new year for 2024. And I wish everyone out there with creative minds and new license plate opportunities, best of luck passing your ideas through. So we, I, I should say, I transition from the humor to the, how I titled the podcast from the heart, the more serious and really kind of the breakdown of the year that was 2023. If you want me to be honest, I'll tell you that uh, 2023 was a tough year a lot of people remember the phrase from 2020 in the COVID year of the new norm. I kind of hate the fact that over the last couple of years, the new norm for me has been that it was a tough year. So I don't want to get into why it was a tough year, because frankly, I don't think anyone gives a shit. But I want to really explain why I choose laughter during the podcast and why, if I try to toe the line a little bit on what's funny, why I do that? It's twofold. One, I was always kind of taught that if you're laughing and you can make someone else laugh, you're not so focused on your pain. That, that's part of it. The other part of it is, for me, is I just get it from my grandpa. Uh, he was excellent at being funny, 
everyone gravitated towards him. And my mom and a lot of other people have always told me that you're so much like your grandfather. And now that he's no longer here, outside of maybe country music and an occasional trip back down to Virginia, I think that's the only way that I can kind of keep him alive. And I'm big on legacy. I've thought about that over the last year or so. I'm big on what you leave behind. And my grandpa left a lot behind for us to remember and appreciate and enjoy. And the majority of what I remember was involved or at least around the idea of being happy and laughing. So the other part that I guess I will share is, and I don't know if this is a surprise or a shock to some, but for maybe others that haven't listened or maybe just know me as well as others, that it's a reality for me that I just have a really tough time and and battle depression. And when you're laughing, whether it's genuine laughter or even manufactured and somewhat forced laughter, for those couple of seconds, it's kind of like a high or a drug. You kind of forget your misery. And it's this year was a year where a lot of the time it was very tough for me, most mornings, and this isn't an exaggeration, I'm not looking for pity, but for a lot of the time it was very difficult to just get out of bed. There was a point this year, and I think it was before Shep and Tyler came on to do the traditional Ohio State shows that I was talking to Shep and I I truly considered just pulling the plug. And one of the thanks that I will give out in this podcast is to Shep specifically, because we had a conversation and he just re rejuvenated and re-energized why I wanted to do this in the first place. We've made the joke over the last two years after Ohio State has lost to Michigan that that specific episode was like a therapy session for us. I think the last two years of doing this has been my own therapy session every two weeks because I feel I don't have a whole hell of a lot to do that's important at the moment with my life. I, again, have have battled depression, loneliness. I question my purpose or what I'm actually doing here. And this gives me at least, I don't want to say a distraction, but it gives me something to occupy my time for that week where the podcast is going to air on a Friday. It's therapy, and it's a hell of a lot cheaper because, ironically enough, today is a Wednesday when I'm recording I just got back from a session. But I also want to take you back before the podcast even started, and I want to talk a little bit about the idea of closure and my fascination with endings. I'll talk about endings first. I took a class in college. It was a sports reporting class where we had to study a columnist and basically read their column, a sports columnist, read their column every week, write basically like a journal entry or a one-page paper on the column, what we took from it, how we can use what we learned in our own writing. And for me, as a beat reporter and also a columnist for the paper, I just became fascinated with who I studied was Rick Riley. I knew him going in. 
I liked his work at Sports Illustrated before I studied it. But what I realized from Rick Riley was how great he was at starting a column and telling a story, and then at the end, closing that story so beautifully. And it just felt like at the end of each of the very last page of Sports Illustrated, it just felt like it was the perfect way to end reading that magazine for that week. And it was the perfect way to tie everything together from what he started and how he started his story to how he ended it. And I just became fascinated with that strategy. And I've also always been fascinated with television shows and their series finales. Because when when we watch a television show, we want everything to be complete. I remember some of my favorite ones were Everybody Loves Raymond, The Big Bang Theory, and I would say by far my all-time favorite is Friends. But if you go back and think about your favorite show, let's, let's use Friends for an example. Everything felt like it just fit. Everything felt like it made sense. And when those six friends leave for the last time, yes, it's hard. Yes, it sucks. But you do feel a little bit of peace. What kind of drew me to the idea of this podcast, other than the fact that I was lonely and COVID and, again, lacking purpose and maybe direction in my life at that time, I remembered my last college radio show. And frankly, it's the only recording of all those shows. I did 200 of them in college. It's the only one that I can find or am able to have access to. I think I lost a lot of them when my computer crashed. But I listened to that show a couple of years ago, probably around this time. So let's say December of 2022. And I listened to that show and I I started to miss doing it. I missed just the the weekly or the every couple of days schedule of doing a show. And then I heard the end of the show. And, and it felt like, or I acted like I was just going to do that after I walked off the stage in 2011. And part of me felt that I didn't properly close that part of my life. And I felt like I had more to say. Again, I was always so fascinated with the endings from Rick Riley and how good he did at tying together his column. And I felt I failed. I felt I failed in my last college radio show. And frankly, it might have been naive to think that I was ever going to do it again. And I listened to that show and I had a funny clip that I remember. I think I made fun of Marcus, which is probably not too far-fetched. And I just remember listening to that clip and laughing. And with a little bit of help from my therapist, I just wanted to do it again. So part of why I thanked Shep for allowing me to continue this is because I didn't think I was ready to close up shop. And I didn't think that that was the time. Uh, I'm a big numbers guy. And with televisions or computers or anything that has a number to it with volume, I like the volume to be at a zero or five. And if I'm being honest with you, this episode is number 55. And 
That's the double nickel episode if you're a Michael Jordan fan. And if I'm being completely honest with you, a couple hours ago, this is a Wednesday, I was thinking of pulling the plug again. Partly because I think everyone that's been on the show, they they have more important things to do in their life. Uh, their priorities, of no fault of their own, are not with this. And I'm starting to think that I'm running out of funny things to even make me laugh. But then I started to think about endings, and I started to think about closure, and I started to think about... In 2024, if I pulled the plug on this at the end of this show, I really wouldn't have much to do with my time. And that was a sad reality for me. That's something I'm still trying to navigate, process, wrap my head around, wrap my heart around. And I just don't think it's time yet. But if you want to get on the show and you want to talk and maybe try to make someone laugh, it, it might be sooner rather than later when I'm going to try to do a very good job of tying the bow and doing a better job of closing up shop than I did in college. What I will do for 2024, and I, am, I try to be a man of my word, that this will not be the last episode. You might want to be nervous after the 59th or maybe the 64th, because remember, I do like zeros and fives, and I do like things to make sense. And I, if someone asked me why I do anything, I would like to tell them why. Hey, why did you choose that shirt? Well, here's why. I would like to have a good reason why I pull the plug when I do. And I think I'll know, and I think in my heart I'll know when to pull the plug. But I can assure you today is not the day. But I do want to thank Shep because, again, I don't think anyone cares. There were a couple of weeks, I think in probably early June it was, where I just I, I didn't have the energy to really even do the show with him. And or I think it was actually with Tyler. And Shep and I talked. He goes, I think we got to at least keep talking about it because, you know, we got a football season to do. And uh, that brings me to my next thank you. I, I truly enjoy routine. Uh, a lot of people that are better with change than me think that's a negative because they consider that a rut. Uh, but I like routine. And I love the routine of every two weeks, getting to sit down here and that five to ten minutes of catching up with Tyler and Shep before we record I've said multiple times, I think that the pre-recording is almost more entertaining than the actual recording. Uh, but the two of them give me an energy and just a, like a revitalization of just myself. And I hope they feel the same way. I, I'm very grateful that the two of them set aside a couple hours every two weeks to do it. Um, I hope they know that that two hours that they give up means a hell of a lot more to me. Um, but it gives me a lot of energy and I'm very grateful that we're Ohio state fans that, as I say, we just give a shit. And one of these damn shows, we're going to talk about us beating Michigan. So maybe I have to hold out for another whole year and hope that they do it next year. But I do want to thank Tyler and Shep, a couple other people that I want to truly thank and, um, uh, bring up in this show. 
I think it might have been the third episode of season two when we got to introduce you guys to the Martin family and the story of Brady Martin. They're incredible people. Their family is so special. To take Brady's fight for his own life and to turn that into really bringing hope to so many people when life is really kicking them, they're a special family. So if you don't know the story, I strongly urge you to go back and listen to episode 31. Go back if you need help, if you need hope, if you need inspiration, episode 31 is the one to listen to. The others are just jokes and me making a fool of myself. Episode 31 is is special. I want to thank both of them, Chris and Kristen, for them making their they have they have four children. They made time to share their story with me. The fact that I got to meet them and get to know them and I got one of their battle pups and that that dog has helped me out a lot more than I'm uh, willing to admit here. Uh, but thank you to the Martins. Thank you for them for just sharing their story with us and then to just be a ray of hope for anyone that needs hope uh, when life is hard. So I want to thank them too. The last one that I want to thank, and then we'll get into a little less serious and a little bit more of a recap. I do want to thank Pode. The guy made a hole in once. We want to congratulate him first. But a large part of where I struggled in 2023 was a lack of purpose a lot of self-doubt in, will I ever have a job that I'm good at, but that also pays me adequately and allows me to live comfortably again. Uh, Poet allowed that to happen. Um, Poe, uh, he, he's, he stuck his neck out for me. He's He's been one of the guys that, he's the type of person you want in your corner. I think uh, Pode has probably been, outside of my brother, and we'll say outside of family, Pode has been my, say, longest tenured friend, if, if that's how you can put that. And I think the great thing about people you trust and your best friends, I was, I'll say criticized for having a lot of best friends. It's one of the dumbest criticisms I've ever had in my entire life. Your best friends are the people that are there for you no matter what. And when the shit hits the fan, they're there with you. And they're also the ones that are there for you and they help you Kick some of that shit back. And Pode's been doing that for a long time. And I think the uh, the latest installment of him just being there was helping me get, in the f- get my foot in the door with where I'm working now. And I, I think it's... It's pretty cool to see where I work. It's lifetime quality because once I got the offer, which was a better offer than I was even hoping for, I just told myself it's about time that my life is quality. And I got quality friends in my life. They're the ones that you hear on this podcast. Everyone that comes on this podcast, I'm proud as hell of. And I just want to single out Poe and say thank you.
we always joke that brothers don't shake hands, brothers gotta hug. That's from stepbrothers. But I think brothers shout out someone that uh, does something like that to really help someone. I think they shout them out on the podcast. So uh, from my heart and from the bottom of my heart, thanks, buddy. All right, kids, enough of the uh, emotional stuff. It's kind of like in Christmas vacation. Are you going to ball all over it or are you going to open it? Well, we're going to open it. We're going to celebrate 2023 and the co-host and the people that made an appearance on the show this year. Uh, we are going to go through some of the clips that were at least involving those individuals, but I do really just want to celebrate the people and just how good of a year these individuals had. And I hope that they don't mind me sharing that. I, I hope it's simply just a, a genuine want to, whether it's congratulate, celebrate, or just let it be known that uh, there was a lot of really good things to really just enjoy about the last year. One of the first people that was on the show, they've been on before, but I'm going to start with the most recent good news. And one of the most recent people on the show, and that's my good buddy, Joe Horn. He was last on episode 53. The most recent good news, we just saw this, I believe, on Christmas Day. So a big congratulations goes out to not only Joe, but his wife, Allie. They have found out that in 2024, they are going to have a baby boy. So congratulations to Joe. I told him I will make sure my pipes are refreshed and ready to go for when his son scores six touchdowns at Ashland. But again, congratulations to Joe and his wife, Allie, on not only being pregnant, but knowing they are going to have a future Ashland Eagles standout. So congratulations to the Horns. How I want to introduce this clip from episode 53 Joe was on to maybe help Tyler, Shep, and myself really internalize and figure out what in the hell is going on with Ohio State against Michigan. I can't figure it out. I would also argue that Ohio State can't figure it out. But Joe was a former player. He's a former coach. Even played in the NFL for a little bit with Peyton Manning. I trust him. But during that episode, I came to the realization that myself and Ryan Day are a lot alike. Here's how. Ryan Day and Brew are very similar, and this is why. <laughs> I'm going to make myself laugh because it's so damn accurate. When, when the moment is at its biggest, I fold. When it comes to girls, if, if there's just a little bit of interest, I, I'm very close to the vest in my play calling. I got nothing to say. I think I'm an interesting person to a degree. I'm also a little boring. But when there's someone that I'm just a little bit attracted to, I'm out. I got nothing. When the moment presents itself, Brew pisses himself, and apparently so does Ryan Day. When the moment gets the biggest, Ryan Day and Brew, shy little 15-year-olds like the boy and no hard feelings. That's me, and that's Ryan Day. Next up on our list of congratulatory remarks and flashbacks to the year goes back to, again, my good buddy, Andy Podolak. As I mentioned, he had his first hole-in-one this year. It was a couple of weeks ago. It was 
not the best weather. It was in December. It was in Ohio. All things you would think would go against even playing. But as I told Pode, it sounds like that's where the hole-in-ones live. So we want to congratulate Pode on a huge accomplishment in terms of golf. Uh, He probably had other things when it came to maybe his finances or just in his married life. But the one that I know of, and at least the one that I want to celebrate for the big man, is the fact that he got the hole-in-one first. So congratulations to my buddy Andy Podolak. A lot of people know that the customary tradition when you make a hole-in-one is to go buy drinks for everybody in that group and maybe sometimes for other people in the clubhouse. As he described to me, there really there wasn't anybody there. So I think he bought two drinks, one for himself and one for his playing partner, his buddy Travis. I would argue that as Andy and I had a conversation in episode 45, maybe he could also celebrate with some dessert. But as you'll hear here, Pode is not a fan of one kind of dessert. What is your least favorite dessert? One that might really stir up some controversy. Coconut cream pie. Really? Oh, I love coconut cream pie. Why don't you like that one? I don't like coconut at all. I can't. I don't do the coconut flavor, the texture, nothing. Anything with coconut, don't want anything to do with it. I can't. I can't do it. Do you have another one that comes in like second place? I'm a big cheesecake fan. I like pie, like, you know, like an ice cream pie or an apple pie. And I kind of feel like a cheesecake is a is a lame excuse to be in between a really good cake and a pie. So it just it just doesn't do it for me. You know, I just I've never really been a cheesecake fan. Coming in here with celebratory and congratulations. Number three is my good buddy, Mark Scott, Jr., He's been busy this year. He's had a very good year. He got a new job as the head pro up in Westlake, Ohio. I think that is called. Let's see if I can remember it, Mark. It's Westwood Country Club. The only reason I know that is because he loves Lee Westwood. So we got the head pro job, but I think in a priority list, that would come in at number two because he, like Joe in 2024, he welcomed in his first child, a baby boy, in early September, and we already expect him to be the next great head pro at a golf course to be named later. So congratulations goes out to one of my best friends and his excellent wife, Molly, on their son here in 2023. We talked about when Mark was on, I think it was just the one time this year because he was busy, back in episode 34, so kind of early part of 2023. We talked about March Madness. We talked about all the pools that I enter, hoping that one day I will win something of value. Well, the one that I worried about winning was actually sponsored by a very interesting company through 97.1 The Fan. Take a listen. I also entered the coin flip bracket on 97.1's website, and it's sponsored by the Lion's Den. Now, (laughs) I don't know if I need to explain to a lot of people what the Lion's Den is. Let me just say it this way. It's not at the zoo. (laughs) So I think you get a gift card if you win. It's like $100 to the Lion's Den. But as I was thinking, when the coin flip bracket was doing well, it called Furman, and I'm thinking to myself, if I win the 97-1 bracket and it's sponsored by the Lion's Den, what am, what am I going to do with a $100 gift card? I'm going to go there. I'm going to start laughing the second that I walk in there because I've never been. And I'm just going to be like, what does that thing do? 
Like that would be the worst. That would be the one that I win. I don't win like a million bucks or like 150k. I win a hundred dollar gift card to the Lions Den. I, I I would I would be so uncomfortable. I'd get kicked out of there. Is what it would happen. I'd walk in there. I'd make one off color joke, and like pick up one of those little things in there, act like I'm the Statue of Liberty, and I get kicked out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not winning. So maybe next year. So far, the theme here of our 2023 celebratory congratulations are firsts. So let's keep that trend and pattern going. The next one that I want to shout out and say congratulations to is another great friend of mine and another fellow Eagle and fellow golfer. That is my good buddy, Jason Lance. He was on episode, he was actually on a few, but the one that we will reference and play a clip of was back from episode 37. But any day now, folks, Lance will be a father as he will be welcoming in a boy or a girl as he and his great wife, Emily, are deciding to find out the day of. And we all know that Lance is a big snorer, so I hope the baby drowns out some of the snoring and Emily can get some sleep at least once before the child turns 18. We do want to talk about here, at least with Lance, we talked about dating and the idea of love. So I had shared one of, really, I think it's some of the best advice I've ever been given, but it's also one of the funniest pieces of advice I've ever been given. And Lance and I were talking about what you pursue in terms of marriage. And I shared with him a great story about the other two. My buddy's dad always said this, and I'll never forget this. And there's got to be some truth to this. I think he was joking, but I also think there was a serious tone to it. We're probably ninth grade playing probably some poker. I'm probably losing a nickel and a dime at a time. And he would always drink wine. But one of the nights we're sitting there and he's just talking about marriage. (laughs) We all at the time were single. We're probably, I don't know, 14, 15 years old. And he goes, guys, when you get married, most people, most guys get married for three reasons. You get married for looks, you get married for money, and you get married for love. He goes, now I tried the last one. You try the other two. (laughs) We're going to go five for five on the theme of first as our next co-host and his great year. This was, and I feel bad, Joe, but I don't really know what big thing happened in your life. So I'm going to sound a little conceited here and I'm going to say, and Joe was happy about this. I'm talking about my good buddy, Joe DeAndre. Joe was very happy that he got to finally be on the podcast because he asked at a wedding, he said, hey, two things. One, great speech. And two, when am I going to be on your show? And I forgot that Joe is one of the funniest people that I know. And I felt kind of like a jerk for not having him on. So Joe's big 2023 accomplishment, there's probably bigger ones, but the one that I know of was he got to co-host episode 42. And I'm telling you, he was a natural. If you want to go back and listen to a great one, listen to episode 42 with Joe. We talked about a lot. We talked about some golf. We talked about some funny stories in terms of law. I picked his brain a little bit in case I ever needed to sue someone. But Joe shared a fantastic story about someone he knows and how he has worked a lot of days. I have an interest in learning new things about things I like. 
But usually what I found is the things that I like don't pay me a whole lot of money. <laughs> and the things that I get paid decently or at least adequately with, I care nothing about. <laughs> you know, I remember someone saying this when I was, I was actually a guy who was a golf pro who, when I was younger and I played golf at Little Turtle, there was a pro and he said, you know, they say that if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yep. And he goes, Joe, I got to tell you, I've worked a lot of days. <laughs> and I should never forget that. Transitioning on from one member of Team Salt Bay to another, we go to a great celebration this year for my brother, Chris, and his now wife, Lindsay, as they got married on June the 2nd. It was a great day. Everything went perfectly. I know a lot of people talk about weddings that they had this plan and they had this idea and something happened or something wasn't right or perfect. But from what I gathered and heard from them, everything went the way they expected. And that's fantastic. It's been great to see them now as a married couple. And truly, it was an awesome day and something that I will always be proud to just be a part of and witness and also get to be the best man. Truly an honor. We go to episode 36 when my brother was on, as we were talking about mostly, it seemed like, if I remember correctly, NBA stuff, and maybe who would be a good replacement for Draymond Green. But we also talked a little bit about, during the course of the year, happy blank days, one of which would have been on 421, would have been National Surprise Drug Test Day. We talked a little bit about that, and we talked a little bit about how that could be very scary after April the 20th. I just, I found that interesting. So happy National Big Word Day to all you readers out there. Uh, the second one is National Surprise Drug Test Day. That is April I know where the that's 21st. coming from. Yeah, because... <laughs> because Guess what tomorrow is. <laughs> yeah. We're recording on a Wednesday. So for a certain group of folks, which I don't think any of them that know me would be listening, but for a certain group of folks, April the 20th is a big day in your calendar. But then April 21st <laughs> is National Surprise Drug Test Day, or as I would like to say, Josh Gordon's favorite and least favorite days back to back. Winding down here in our 2023 co-host congratulations and celebrations, we go to one of the Buckeye guys next, and Chris Shepner was on a handful of these this year, not only with us talking Ohio State, but we also had a nice STO reunion with Kevin earlier on in Season 2. But from Episode 46 is where Shep really shined. But Shep had a big year, uh, maybe twofold, actually. He got a new job as the director of admissions at Marietta College, which allowed him to then move back to, as he calls it, home or the state of Ohio. And I would say from a career standpoint, I would say the new job is the most important. But what I learned was Chris had never been to an Ohio State game. So not only did he get to check that off his list, the three of us, Shep, Tyler, and myself, got to go together really was one of the highlights of my year. It was so great to catch up with him and see him, honestly, for the first time in 11 years, but then to also be around and really make it a point and a priority to make his first Ohio State game a great one, and the three of us had a ball. So, And I'm really glad Ohio State, and it's amazing that Kyle McCord delivered a victory after what we saw against Michigan. So congratulations, Shep, on a great 2023. We go back to episode 46. Shep is very versatile. He's very smart knows his sports, 
And I think he just does a very good job of delivering a message. And I also, from this episode, learned that maybe he could go into philosophy. That's you got to go into the portal in this day and age. You can't keep sitting here going, oh, I hate the portal. Yeah. I don't care what you hate in life. You have to adapt and you have to make a change. It doesn't do any good to sit here, oh, woe is me. This is how we used to do it. If you stay in the past and the way you used to do it, you end up left in the past. It doesn't work. Look at Shep. Yeah. I know we called that's, him Van Wilder earlier, but that sounds like some Van Wilder advice. Write that down. <laughs> that's well done. the guy who took 14 years to leave college. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't there for it. You weren't taking classes for fun. Right, you right. weren't working. That was good. I mean, you know, I know we like to talk sports, but somewhere out there, someone's like, maybe we should hire him in the philosophy department. <laughs> that's well done. Grouping one Buckeye guy with the other. Next up is my good buddy, Tyler Reed. On episode 50, the half a hundred episode, I think delivered one of the <laughs> the most funny preview clips that we've ever put out. And I've always appreciated Tyler as he's very calm and he's laid back and he kind of, outside of maybe three hours on Buckeye Saturdays, he keeps his emotions very level-headed. But he kind of broke character a little bit and he just started laughing his ass off after <laughs> we started talking about Gus Johnson and his Maserati Marv nickname. I don't think I need to introduce it any other way than to just say, take a listen at Tyler loving Gus Johnson. I agree with Seb. I think Gus overdoes it a lot, just trying to make every play, you know, the national championship game winning catch in the end zone. But the one thing that I couldn't help but laugh, and every time I've watched the replay, I still giggle, is on Marvin's touchdown, that first mesh run against uh -huh. Penn State. Uh, Gus just ran out of words to say, he went, Marvin Harrison, Buckeyes, speed, <laughs> agility, <laughs> Maserati. Just, what are we doing? <laughs> I was like, you just uh, avocado, orange juice. Like you're just saying random words, and then you forget what you're doing, so you just yell Maserati. So that one was bad, but really good. But other than that, I don't really like Maserati. I think it should go away. Avocado, orange juice. That sounds like some side-stealing opportunities for our guy, Connor. The last of the co-host we save, and I guess maybe this uh, credit and congratulations, it could go to his head a little bit because we're saving the best for last, according to you, the listeners. Episode 44 with Sir Marcus Walsh was the most listened to episode of 2023. Porter took the cake in season one, not taking anything away from him, but it was the very first episode. And I kid you not, I texted everybody in my phone. I've told this story, texted everybody in my phone, whether I talked to you once, whether you broke my heart outside of two people, I texted everybody. Everybody listened to that episode. So Porter takes the cake for season one. Marcus, sir, excuse me, Marcus Walsh, takes the cake for season two. He had a big year. He is an uncle again, but his brother Austin had their first child, so he is an uncle again. He's already teaching the baby how to shave. Not even a year old, already's got the shaving cream out. He's also got a new girlfriend. I know he's very happy about that. And when we talked about, in episode 44... I believe that was the episode when we were talking about the relatives of the college football names, I think is what that was. Maybe maybe I should take some of the credit because that might have been some of my best work. 
But Marcus had, I think, <laughs> one of the one of the best impressions that he does, and one of the best lines. Like humor is all about timing. And the timing of Marcus on this one was excellent. Oh, by the way, he's also on Instagram. That's big for 2023. But Marcus and his <laughs> his conversations and impressions of Andre Knott when talking to Jose Ramirez, he usually just talks to him about, hey, what was the home run pitch? Well, Marcus had a great line about the Jose Ramirez fight that happened with the White Sox. So either Jose Ramirez has the strongest knuckles in Major League Baseball. He could. Or Tim Anderson should be the first fine for flopping. And I know he's in a different league, but they should suspend him six games. And the NBA should send him a $10,000 fine for flopping because it didn't look like he got hit that hard. I've also heard a lot of people say that it's finally interesting to see that Tim Anderson and the word hit are finally in the same sentence because apparently he's not hitting the ball at all, but at least he got hit in the Guardians game, but it was by Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez is always known for talking to Andre Knott, and whenever he hits a home run, Andre says, you know, I have to ask you, what pitch was that? And, of course, in every other question, Jose's talking in Spanish, and he looks at Andre and he says, home run pitch. And and so for him to say home run pitch, now Andre could say, you know, what kind of punch was that? And Jose could say, that was a knockout punch. <laughs> As I mentioned, I am a big fan of zeros and fives, and you know, at least I know, maybe you don't, I know if I stopped with only nine clips, nine, it would have driven me nuts. So not to sound conceited, I am going to throw in, I think, my favorite preview clip. But for me, I think the highlight of my year was the fact that Albeit I had to work and it was in a different capacity, uh, I was able to go to Augusta National this year and see Amen Corner, and I swear to you, I almost choked up. That's how beautiful it is, and that's how special that place is to at least a golfer. Augusta National, man, is about as close to heaven as you're going to get. So I got to see Amen Corner. I got to see Augusta National. That, I think, for me was the highlight. But the highlight of the year to me, in my opinion, was the preview clip when Tyler and I were talking about new houses, and I came up with the Joe Biden joke of all jokes. It was appropriate, but it was still a dig at Joey B. As easy as it is or was to sell your house and my condo, what do you think is more difficult? In this, in this climate, in the world we live in right now, I've got three, three options for you to choose from. Is it one? Buying a house in this market, number two, selling Bud Light, or three, have Joe Biden walk to any destination without tripping and falling. What do you think is harder? <laughs> oh, man. In in order, the hardest would be old Sleepy Joe not falling over himself when he walks. The second hardest would be selling Bud Light, and the third hardest is purchasing a new house. I, I think you're correct exactly that order. I, I think of those three, selling a house and then you know buying a house is together the easiest thing you can do. So I know you're busy and hard at work, but just think to yourself, I did accomplish something, and it wasn't as difficult as Joe walking across the lawn. <laughs> I mentioned at the beginning of the show 
how, to me, endings are very important. So if nothing else, at least to end this show and to end 2023, I'm going to try to do a better job of ending this one than I did in college at the end of my college career. The first thing that I want to talk about as we close this year is there was a point also during the course of the season of 2023 where I kicked around the idea of trying to make this show monetary, tried to figure out a way to maybe make some money doing it. But I came back to the idea of, I'm just really proud that I don't make any money doing this. And I think the reason I'm proud of that is I do it, I think, for a little bit of a a therapeutic way. I do it for the fun of it. And I do it because at the end of the day, I am just trying to connect with my friends again and to really just try to make people entertained and make them laugh. And I feel if I try to push this through from a money standpoint, that's what's going to drive me. And I don't, I don't like that idea. I am a firm believer in the business world when companies solely are driven by making money, they forget about the people that work hard for them to make them the money. And then it, it, it just kind of crumbles. I don't want the reason I do this every two weeks, whether it's easy for me to do or whether I need a really big pick-me-up. I don't want it to be driven around I need to make the money this week. I'm blessed, thanks to Pode, where now I don't have to think as much or maybe worry as much about money. And I just don't want that to be the the foundation of this. I really don't like the idea of after the open, you hear Bruin Company proudly sponsored by and then fill in the blank. I just don't like that. The other part of it is I've always just gotten an energy and I almost feel like I'm my truest self when I have a microphone on and around me. I always love that countdown before going on the air for an Ashland football or basketball game. I always love the opens and I just got really juiced knowing that in a couple of seconds my mic was going to be hot. It's a weird pride thing, I think, for me, but I'm glad that I don't do this for money. And however long I do this for, it will not be for money. I want to also end again. I know I singled out some people in the last segment and just kind of wanted to celebrate their years. But anyone and everyone that's been on this podcast this year and just over the course of two years, I'm just very thankful for you. And and that's how I would also like to end 2023 and this season is for anyone that made the time to come on and record on a Monday or a Tuesday and just sit and talk. I just really appreciate that. So I'm thankful for everyone from Porter at the very beginning of season two, all the way to the end with Shep and Tyler and everyone in between. I again, just want to say thank you. As we end 2023, again, I know Ohio State is playing tonight. On Friday, I do hope they win. I might be the 0.01% of fans that really care about this. I think part of last year and maybe why it was difficult for me was my fault 
because I put a lot of maybe hope in that Noah Ruggles field goal to go in to jumpstart 2023. So maybe some of it was my fault. But I do think there is something to be said about Ohio State football for some of us and how it kind of maybe drives our emotions and maybe would kickstart a year. I know it's Missouri. I know it's really not even on New Year's Eve. It's on December the 29th, Friday at 8 p.m. That's a tough sell for a lot of people. I'm going to be excited for it. I'm not going to apologize for my fandom. I know for a lot of you listening, you have a spouse or you have a child or you might even have a dog. Uh, This is what I've got. And I'm okay with that to a degree. I would like the spouse and the child and the pups. But this is what I've got. And I'm going to put my emotion into that. And I'm going to be proud of that. And at the end of the day, it's another game for me to watch and enjoy and maybe feel connected to my other grandfather. And, and I'm okay with that for now. I do hope they win. It won't hurt as much as if we lose to Missouri as it did to Georgia. But I'm pulling for those guys. I'm pulling for Devin Brown. I'm pulling for Ryan Day. I think this is a, a catalyst and a kickstart for them and that program. And it might be a catalyst for me in 2024. Who knows? The last thing I'll say is, I think from about Thanksgiving through Valentine's Day, that's a tough maybe three-month stretch for Brew. New Year's Eve is always difficult for me, and I think for some, the celebrations on New Year's Eve, although they're fun, I think it's kind of a blanket or maybe a some type of a covering up of maybe what you're going through or what you've tried to power through in the previous year and hope that it's not going to resurface in the next. For me, New Year's Eve is not fun. And if I had plans for that night, I know that my struggle or struggles, not Noah's struggles, my struggles, I know they're still going to remain after the ball drops and the hangovers are cured. And it's just a reality. I try to power through the day and the night and the next day as best I can. Let's just say this. I'm proud of this entire year from a podcast standpoint. I'm glad that this year is coming to a close. And if nothing else, I will try to be a little bit more hopeful for 2024, hoping that I have a little bit more energy, confidence, and and maybe just happiness. Let's put it that way. Set aside Ohio State football, personal happiness. So I wish that and I hope that for me. And as we conclude, I wish and hope that for you as well. Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks to my company today. For my 17 co-hosts and guests throughout 2023, I'm Matt Brubaker. The soundtrack for the show is brought to you by PremiumBeats.com. Please like, subscribe, and follow me on the Twitter machine, personal at MattBrew3, the show at Brew & Company. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, life isn't about the people you meet, but about the company you keep. Until next payday, cheers. Cheers.